Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, with your hosts, Jake Haslow and Tommy Danger. Hello, adults in the room. Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, where we share our anomalous perspectives on societal trends. My name is Jake Haslow. I'm over here in Philadelphia, PA, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tommy Danger, over in New York City. Tommy, how are you identifying today? Hello, Jay, my fellow adult in the room. Today, I am identifying as a New Englander. I spent this week, the bulk of this week, in New England, better than the old one. They don't In New England, they don't have queens dying. Uh, I spent a few days with my lovely parents in Cape Cod, my first time in Cape Cod. Really chill, really nice place. Uh, and also, I spent half a day for the first time, time in Boston, so... I did what all tourists did. I parked a car in Harvard Yard. It was fantastic. And yeah, Boston was really, downtown Boston was really chill and really nice. Cool. This whole time I'm dying to ask you this question. Uh, go ahead. Did you, did, you, did you go to one of the Harvard bars? This is a Harvard bar, huh? I thought there'd be like equations and shit on the walls. <laughs> I wish I did, but, uh, but my fucking parents... Ha- fucking Harvard bars. Uh, my my parents are a bit uh, skittish with bars. They believe bars all belong to the devil. So yeah, they are. So yeah, they are of the devil. So, That's so, why they yeah. call them spirits. That's why they call them spirits. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm a very spiritual man. Speaking of which, here we go. Cheers. Nice. But uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, I wish I did. Didn't have time to do those kind of things. My parents go to bed at 9 p.m. sharp on the dot, and they're up by 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but still, not not good drinking buddies. Yeah, exactly. They they're they're whole jerky pals. How are you identifying today, as Jay? Yeah, I I am identifying today as ethically non polyamorous. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I love this so much. Let me, let me take it all in. Let me take it all in. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Give it a let second. Me take it all. Ethically, ethically non polyamorous. Non polyamorous. <laughs> so you're just monogamous. <laughs> Am I though? Am I though? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> That's beautiful, my man. Thank I you, want thank you, you, thank you. I want you to ethically come all over my face. <laughs> but only you, not another person, because yeah. then that would make me poly. You're, you're not, I'm ethically non-polyamorous, so for your face was, only. For your face a, only. There was... There was a video, a short video of like, I think it was a TikTok of this girl saying that she's bisexual who leans uh, heteronormative and her boyfriend is bisexual who leans heteronormative as well. Meaning that some, the top comment was like, oh, so you're both straight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Straight, straight with a she twist. She just got lemon. ruined. Her day got yeah. ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the worst thing you could be now is straight. Yeah. So That's fucking boring. So boring, Jesus. So so white, so white bread. So we're, white we'll get pussy. It. So boring. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into that a little bit later today. Absolutely. What so, do we have first on the docket today? Yes. So first up, are our marquee episode here. We were kind of going back and forth because we have two two subjects, kind of of equal weight, equal value. Both are floating around in the in the uh, ethosphere mm-hmm. right now. Um, uh, but we're going to start today with 
It's interesting because um, of the talking heads, of the news commentators, of these guys that we've touched on a lot already, you know, we've obviously we've gone deep on Jordan Peterson very early in the early days of FMAO. That's really entertaining. We've gone kind of deep with Matt Walsh for a couple of different weeks. We, we, we did Matt Walsh centric episodes. Um, the first time we were a little bit against him. The second time we were like kind of all in for him. Um, lately, I'm feeling even more all in for him. But, you know, it just depends on the week, depends on the topic. We brought Kim Iverson into the mix. We've joked around about Dave Rubin. But one guy, surprisingly, that we haven't mentioned really much yeah. at all for the entirety of this new show mm-hmm. is Bill Maher. And it's almost shocking to me because he occupies a space and he's doing things similarly to what we're doing with FMAO. In the sense of, look, we're not on the left, we're not on the right. You know, we are not Christian, even though we might come across as more conservative. Like, we're, we're all over the map. And Bill Maher, similarly, I mean, he is, he's a classic liberal, mm-hmm. but he's... An actual he's liberal, a, not anti-woke. a fake... Anti-woke. An actual liberal, not a fake liberal like some... <clears throat> Dave Rubin. Some people are like that <clears throat> out there. I just want to so, point so out. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you think Dave Rubin's in the closet? Dave like Rubin he, he, is he's a, a closet clo- conservative. He's a closeted Republican. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like his like just quick sidebar. His interview with Rudy Giuliani. I mean, what a love fest, you know. Um, oh, and, you mean that was from like a couple years ago, right? A couple years ago, and yeah. it's just like you can see. I think there's even like uh, highlighted clips of him trying so hard. And I've told you this about about this. Dave Rubin trying so hard to be Ben Shapiro's friend, but Ben Shapiro, Shapiro won't have it. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, going back to Mar is like Bill Bill Mar. Shout out to Bill Mar, our colleague, our newfound colleague of ours. We are in this space. He yeah. is our esteemed colleague. We're just gonna go ahead and equate ourselves to Bill Mar, the legend himself. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are peers in yeah. the same community. Absolutely, absolutely. No, right. like uh, I bet you, Bill Mar hates the term content creator. Uh, yeah, I, I bet you he hates uh, that. I hate he hates YouTubers. He hates influencers. Yeah. You know, if I watch just yeah. a little bit more of his stuff, I'm going to start imitating him. Yeah, I I don't know. I've never tried yeah. imitating him. That would be yeah. a tough. Yeah, it'd be a tough thing. It's because interesting when we because you know, blah, blah, some, yeah, he has yeah. a he has a definite air to him. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. If I studied it, maybe I could do it, but it doesn't come naturally to me. His yeah. whole his whole yeah. vibe. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so today, so he recently had Aaron Rodgers on his show, which I, I, should, I should distinguish here. So not his show on HBO, Real Time with Bill Maher, but actually on his own podcast that he has called Club Random. Club Random. Which is kind of a random name, I guess. It's fun. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, it's kind of this like old man like nightclub vibe in his basement, you know? So it's like a little Hawaiian kind of vibe. I don't know. It's interesting. But I I listened to the, the... The first time I've listened to his show was when he had Aaron Rodgers on. You actually told me to listen to Aaron Rodgers on Joe Rogan. And I didn't get around to that, but the algorithm pointed me instead in the direction of Aaron Rodgers on Bill Maher's show. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. So... I got into it, and uh, we've there's a bunch to, to dissect here, and, and and there's some really a lot of themes that we talk about here on FMAO, like uh, liberal versus conservative, 
TDS. Um, Nuance. Nuance, for sure. We might get into global warming climate change for the first time. We haven't really touched that subject here on FMAO, so maybe tonight we will will get into it a little bit. But we'll see. We'll see. We have a lot to cover here, so let's get into it. So we're going to play a couple clips just internally to watch this uh, segment by segment. And uh, then we're going to stop it. And uh, I might play a little bit of it uh, for our audience, um, the part that's most relevant. And then uh, we're just going to talk about it one second at a time. So The unborn? Like, yeah, I get these people. Like, it's murder. Yeah, it's undeniably becoming a life. That's why it's such a gray area. It's not a life, but it's undeniably would be. Uh, I just don't care. It's like, if you're not born, I'm sorry. We're not going to miss you. How could we? We never met you. And you're not going to miss us because you didn't meet us. Right. <laughs> you know? So, but I get their thing. I totally no. do. I, but that's the problem with society. You can't have different opinions anymore. Like, you and I might have you cannot. 50 topics we could talk about, and half of them we might agree on 100%, and half of them we might not. And that's fucking okay. It's totally okay. And it's, it's actually great. It's good, exactly. It's fucking the best thing ever. And Why would it, you want to surround yourself with a fucking echo chamber of people who just repeat, right. regurgitate the same shit back to you that you believe in? Where's he, the fun in that? But that's what social media's become. That's what our TV programs have become. It's funny. That's what people have become. All right. So we just listened to a clip from Bill Maher and Aaron Rodgers, and mm-hmm. he said a lot in there. And, you know, so we're going to kind of dissect some aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first he, he was talking about abortion. And... And toward the end, he kind of led into the the idea of like left and right and how people are boring and there's no nuance. And it's it's the details, it's the nuance that are interesting to him. And he was mentioning like a friend of his, like was on the show or some guy he knew on the show who was a liberal and and how other people were like excited about the boring part to him, like the talking points, like mm-hmm. the democratic talking points that everybody knows. Just parroting like, everything, what everyone has exactly. already said. Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like that is very much like how we are. It's like we want to bring nuance here with this show. Like we want to say some things or like that people aren't used to hearing or like like we're going to get into our next uh, episode about um, sort of diversity and casting of minorities. And here we are, you and I, two minorities. So Mm -hmm. I I think we're going to say some things that people aren't used to hearing coming out of our mouths. So. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of thing that that I love that Bill Maher kind of brought up there. And specifically with the abortion thing that he started out with, I'm glad that he, because I say this all the time, but obviously people listen to Bill Maher more than they listen to me yet. Mm-hmm. So, but I love that he, he, he he's very clear about not demonizing pro-lifers, mm-hmm. you know? He's like, look, this is what they believe. They, they love babies mm-hmm. and they think it's a life. And they think a woman is murdering uh, the baby inside them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether he agrees with that or not, he's at least willing to acknowledge mm-hmm. that's what they think. That's what they believe. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for mm-hmm. them to have that belief, even though that's not his belief, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like every pro-choice, like, leftist activist person I hear about, like, they mm-hmm. won't even concede that. Mm-hmm. All they make it sound like is it's a bunch of white men want to control my uterus. Mm-hmm. And that's all they can hear and argue about. No, I'm an Asian man. I want to control your uterus. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. 
Yeah. You wish you could control that uterus. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah. Well, a, a point on that is that it's it's great, but it's it's I think the 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 thing that the lesson that I glean from it is you can have your convictions, but don't let your convictions ruin friendships. I mean, friendships are great to have intellectual discussions, but a lot of times, even myself, um, we like I, I find myself getting a little too heated, a little too in the moment uh, with either myself or my friend or the friends I'm with. And it just the, the, the note in the air becomes sour because like we're in a heated debate and we we can't distinguish our beliefs from our identity, which yeah. is what a lot of times happens. So I think in his more sage wisdom here, Bill Maher is like, hey, listen, you can have disagreements with your friends, but you can still be friends. And you don't let ideology really overtake the friendship, which is the key point here. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good takeaway. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to to accomplish that these days because it's just like, you're right. Like We are defined by our mm-hmm. belief system, you know? And like you can lose friendships over a particular issue, you know? And it's tough. Like, I mean, I just went to New York, obviously, last week for the episode here. And I'm like... There's a couple friends I have there. I didn't even reach out to like get in touch with them because I just feel like I've kind of we've drifted apart. And that's kind of a decision on my part in the last six months, because, uh, you know, I mentioned last week on our show in New York, like, you know how there's like certain friends where you hang out with them and afterwards you feel worse. Yeah. I'm like, that's how I felt. And I'm like, I don't want to get into an argument with them anymore. And do you think. Like that argument and that feeling of just feeling worse after hanging out with it is because like those friends who you used to hang out with, who you used to be okay with, obviously, and you used to enjoy their company. Now that I mean, you've leaned one direction, they leaned another. Is that what that is? And it's just too much to overcome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the thing is, it's like we don't I don't have to agree with all my friends on everything. I mm-hmm. don't. But if it's going to cause a tension. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like it gets heated. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned before, maybe not on this show, but maybe on introversion, one friend and he has a daughter mm-hmm. and we were talking about the trans issue mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm trying to look out for him, yeah. you know, like talking yeah. about, dude, be careful with your daughter. Make sure she is mm-hmm. safe in locker rooms and this is an issue. And he's like, yeah. he's looking at me like it's not even an issue. And like, how dare <laughs> I talk about his daughter? And he, he got heated like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm did trying it, to be a did, friend did to you. That guy, did that guy just get heated within like a split second when you said that? Or did it build yeah, up over it a few It was minutes? kind of building up, but yeah, yeah, it was... He has. He's a little bit... I mean, he he's kind of hot, hot-headed. Yeah. yeah. But after that, I, I was kind of done like with the trans issue in general. Yeah. yeah. With him in particular. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, like I'm just kind of, you know, like it's the same thing like why I break up with girls when I'm dating them. It's like mm-hmm. when the bad outweighs the good, mm-hmm. it's always like that sliding scale. It's like, oh, you start out dating someone. It's like, oh, it's all mm-hmm. good, no bad. Mm-hmm. And then reality sets in and then you're yeah. like, okay, the bad. Okay, she's like this. and oh, yeah. oh, oh, wait a minute. Why am I even in this at this point? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Same thing with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not that we have to agree on everything. But if the visceral experience of like hanging out with a friend is like kind of sucks and we're there's this argumentative tension underneath and like 
you know i've I've had a friend of mine who and uh she asked me where I stood because we've hung out plenty of times, but she didn't really knew where I stood exactly explicitly where I stood politically, and I said. I'm uh, an informed apolitical person. I'm right. apolitical. Like I, I've had t- times, and I've shared with you. I may have even shared on this podcast where I was thinking about becoming full on, full blown Republican, just to spite the Democrats and liberals, the libtards. But uh, but I no, I told my friend um, honestly, genuinely, like I'm just an informed, a political person, apolitical person, meaning that. I I know what I would like to know what's going on. I would like to talk about what's going on, but I when it comes to it, um, I'm I don't I don't vote. And what she said was interesting because she did. How dare you! How dare you! What Not she vote. did, I I, I should. Some people hanged. get really angry at you if you don't vote. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what she did was I like what what she did because she made the compromise in her own head within herself right then and there. To like really appreciate who I am, which is kind of funny because she said, "Well, it doesn't matter. New York, we're in New York State. It doesn't matter who who you vote for or if you don't vote at all. It's going blue anyways. <laughs> it's going blue anyways." I was yeah. like, "Okay, thanks. You're like, thanks, thanks. That that makes sense. <laughs> you're, you're you're a realist, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She's not but, wrong. So why fight about it anyway? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which is which is kind of funny and astute and sweet on her part. Here is a good voice, and we need more voices to just. Again, open a window and let a little fresh air in, in this room full of stale air about medical information and what we think we know and what is the science. We need more people who are just saying, just keep an open mind. We're not anti-vaxxers. I'm not, I never was. No, a, a vaccine is a medical intervention. It is a pharmaceutical product. Those are not dirty words to me. Every time you take any sort of medicine, it is a medical intervention. You're probably using a pharmaceutical product or a natural product, but even natural products can have very harmful effects. Totally. Herbs are strong. Okay. But we make these decisions based on our best knowledge of what's going on in our body at the time. What's and best it, for us. And it should be our decision of whatever, so to put vaccines in a much bigger picture than just the the fucking monofocus people had on COVID and vaccine. It's like, okay, I look at health in general, and I think you did too. So I felt, I, I saw on whatever the interview was or whatever got you in fucking trouble, I thought I saw, oh, there's a kindred. Getting COVID got me in trouble. Yes, there's a kindred spirit, and there's many of them out there. Again, it's just that, People are so intimidated from speaking on the subject. Doctors are. They know they will be ostracized. They will be demonized. They can lose their license. I just told you, Gavin Newsom is thinking about signing a bill to criminalize, criminalize medical misinformation. Yeah, based on whose standard of misinformation? So, when, exactly. So, yeah, real quick with this segment. So, um, spot on, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I agree with everything he's saying here. Mm -hmm. And this is... And this is the bigger point that I'm going to bring up for me with Bill Maher. What the, the problem is, is when he's right, he's right, you know, and his logic is sound. You know, my, that is basically my body, my choice. It's a very libertarian perspective. You know, he's a he's a grown ass adult. He has his own fleet of doctors advising him. More power to him, you know, more power to you, more power to me. Like mm-hmm. and it wasn't in this clip, but there was one other moment where he said, Something along the lines of like, look, 
I'm a per like I'm Bill Maher. I'm always going to be looking out for my self interests. Yeah. You know, so he he's like, he's not going to do something that's unhealthy for himself. I like, think, you know, I think you may be alluding to the, where he would meet multiple specialists, multiple doctors. And as much as these doctors are looking out for him, he said like, look on the short list of people who care for me the most, I appreciate your medical advice. But I'm on the top of this list. Exactly. I care for exactly. myself the most. And exactly. I'm not sure if I can take your medical expertise here. So I'm going to go a different route. Exactly. That's exactly the, the line I was thinking of. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, and totally. He's totally right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're like a self-destructive person, basically most normal mm -hmm. healthy people, like they are interested in their own health and well-being, period. Mm -hmm. So when this uh. comes along. Mm -hmm. or some anything comes along a person's not going to operate in their own self disinterest mm -hmm. you know give us the choice to decide for ourselves what we want to put in and do to our body or not you know and you know it, it's a great it's a great perfect point you know so obviously you and i are in agreement with him there um yeah let me throw this in there real quick um I, for like 30 minutes, for 30 minutes, I was part of the, uh, the, ant, well, the quote, quote unquote, anti-vax protest, but really was here in New York in probably like April-ish this year. Um, and, you know, I live in the Hell's Kitchen right next to Times Square. All the fun stuff is going on here. And uh, so, yeah, they, they were having a nice little protest. I was aware of it. And I just kind of just... It was fun because it's like there's no formality. You just start protesting with them. You just start walking with them. There's no registration. There's no nothing. You just start sure. walking with them, you know. So I did a little bit of, you know, taking photos of them and then just started walking with them. And then the slogans and the chants and everything, the signs and everything, what it was is it's not, nothing anti-vax. It's anti-mandate. Yeah, mean, exactly. Medical it's freedom. Like, it's for medical freedom. Yeah, because it's like... Uh, yeah, you, you could be like you could be vaccinated, but you could still be anti-mandate, you know. So right. there's a lot right. of different variabilities, different nuance here, different different approaches to this. So I think uh, I think totally. Mars doing a great service because he's the kind of guy with with just the points we've seen so far, but also listening to this entire episode, I haven't really um, been too uh, acquainted with his with his uh, intellectual stuff, with his shows and with his podcast. But this is great stuff. I really like it because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of guys around our age, uh, living in a liberal city, if they come across him, you know, if they have like neutral to somewhat positive, you know, a sentiment towards him, you know, and they're also like a Packers fan, they're, they're also an Aaron Rodgers fan, then I think this is going to be really good. Uh, like baby steps, getting dunking their feet into something a little bit less so extreme left, or or even extreme right for that matter, um, and to really see like the gray areas in between all these uh, extremely bipartisan issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing that I do want to briefly mention here at this moment, um, I might we might come back to it a little bit later, we might not. Mm -hmm. Is when he's like the science, the science. Yeah, 
following the science. And he's like mocking people who follow the science, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. He's only referring to people getting caught up in that COVID cult, basically. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to touch on it now. We're going to get into it in the next bit about his other blind spot. But I feel like he is one of these climate change guys Mm -hmm. who really does believe the world is ending like tomorrow Mm -hmm. and we're already doomed and all of this shit. Yeah. And and I'm like, it's a blind spot for him. And this is the problem though that I struggle with Bill with Bill Maher. Like Bill Maher's a guy where I have a very easy time though Mm -hmm. of I I pick what I like and I just ignore what I don't like for him. It happens every time. Literally within the same video, he'll he makes these really great segments that are kind of like new rules. It's what it's called, yeah. new rules. Yeah. You might have seen them floating around on, on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. But it'll be it'll be really great, like a, a six minute segment, and I love five minutes, forty five seconds of it. And then at the end, he just goes off about like Trump supporters and Trump. The end of the world is Trump and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you lost me there, and now I feel uncomfortable sharing it. Yeah. On social media or anything, because I'm like, I don't want to spread that garbage. So it's like it's just for me to just take what I like out of it and I'll ignore his TDS and his climate obsession. Uh So that's the ironic thing to me is that when I Uh see him mock like the science, the science. Uh And I'm like, what do you what do you think this whole climate change thing is? Yeah. Do you not see it as a racket the same way the whole big pharma thing was a racket? Like. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit. Remember, I mentioned last week or the week so before about Kim Iverson being a little naive uh-huh. about not seeing the long term agenda for the trans thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. same thing with Bill Maher. Like, he, like I said earlier, like he's kind of sipping the climate change Kool Aid for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so he, I, he trusts the science when it comes to climate change. Yeah. 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 And I would have that much more respect for him, though, if he. Yeah took that same skeptical, critical eye toward yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, he called Absolutely. out Gavin Newsom, medical misinformation, and then and Aaron Rodgers stepped in and he's like, yeah, but who says what's true about medical yeah. misinformation? Great points. Mm-hmm. Apply that same logic to how real is climate change. Mm-hmm. And I mean, come on, man. Like cl- the climate's always changing for mm-hmm. billions of years and billions of years into the future until a solar flare or a, a comet comes down and obliterates yeah. the planet. Climate's always going to be changing, okay? Mo- the hey, question mo- is how much are our Earth. actions and our legal measures and our, our, and our public policies and our little recycling of this and the straws and this and, 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 and your car and your – how much is that ruining the planet versus the planet is just fluctuating? That's really the issue with climate change. Not the, I mean, do you notice how everybody used to talk about global warming and now people only talk about climate change? Yep. Did you notice that shift? Before global warming, glo- before global, you know what was before global warming? Yeah, global cooling. <laughs> it was uh, back in the seventies. There's something in between. You forget what's Wait, in the between. the ozone, the ozone layer, the ozone. Yeah, yeah that was the whole the UVs and the ozone the and yeah. acid rain. That was that was a hot topic in the nineties. In the eighties and nineties, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a big thing. That was a big thing when I, I lived in Korea, and everybody was like, "You got, you got to put a." You gotta wear an umbrella because the rain is acidic. It's bad for you. You can't get right. rained on. <laughs> right. It's all coming from China. It's all coming from the smokestacks in China. The rain is bad for you. Yeah. I mean, clearly there are environmental issues. I'm not saying there aren't. I'm not. Yeah. Again, it's not like we're not. I'm not anti. We're not anti-vax. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we're not anti 
climate change. I'm, I'm fully admitting. Hey, Mother climate- Earth, Mother Earth can change her how she identifies as every day, every time. Climate yeah. can change all the time. She's just right. one big slut that we live on top of. So, so props to Mother Earth. I support your your props to it, you for that profound. That was <laughs> excellent. Mother <laughs> Earth, the whore that she is. So I I embrace her. We're all writing her. We're all any kind of ass. sexuality, any kind of change she wants. By all means, I'll I'll still love her. That bitch. This is this is for mature audiences only. So there you go. Yeah. There let's you go. Get, let's let's get raucous. Let's get wild. Yeah. Next one. All right. Next one. You can't like not concede elections. You're lost. You know, be a man. Let's just get down to that level. That's what I always want to say to the Trump people. And I and I'm a, a big proponent of you can hate Trump, but not the people who voted for him. Right. It's half the country. But I do want to say to them, you guys, you think you're the big macho types, make America great again, and you're the tough people. Losing. It happens. You know that, too. You can't win every game. No. Every season. And I'm sure it hurts like fuck. Yeah. But you know what? You take it like a man. You don't go, we won that game. That's what Donald Trump does. We won that game. You didn't. You lost it. It happens. You lose sometimes. Be a fucking man and just... Own up like every other president has ever done. Everybody else who ever lost an election was just man enough to say, I fucking lost. I'll try next time. Good luck with the job. All right. So first of all, I'll give I'll give Mar props for the one thing he said about hating Trump, not the Trump supporters, because that's half the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad he, he said that because that needs to be said, like, because mm-hmm. the media, Biden, Calling mm-hmm. all of these American citizens, half the country is like we're a bunch of white supremacists and mm-hmm. that's just fucking idiotic, you know. Mm-hmm. So so kudos to him for saying that. Mm-hmm. But but here we go. So we're gonna we're getting into his TDS here a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm like, okay, the whole metaphor about like it's a game you lost, get over it, mm-hmm. man up, and say admit you lost, concede defeat. Mm-hmm. How many sports events have I seen where there was like a controversial call by the ref? Mm-hmm. And it's like in soccer, like offsides or whatever. And the team, the fans, everybody was like, we won that game. They robbed it from us. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times? It doesn't matter the sport. Like mm-hmm. football, soccer, basketball, it's like the ref makes some bad calls. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here, you're going to tell me in the history of sports. No players have ever tanked a game. No boxer yeah. has ever tanked a fight to profit on the side or the people who are really yeah. in control. Like, no game has ever been rigged in sports. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, Italy, Italian soccer league, like, it's like, it's a known thing. <laughs> like, it's all fucking rigged, you know? It's like the craziest <laughs> shit happens at the end of the game. And I'm like... Boxing is rigged. Uh, MLB, Major League Baseball had a scandal with... My Dodgers back in 17, like it, it happens all the time. Yeah. And also to like what Maher is uh, his biggest blind spot here. And for anyone for the matter who talks in this matter um, is the four years that our beloved orange president was in the White House. Uh, like uh, all four years, so. everyone was yep. crying. Yeah. Yep. Everyone was crying. Not my president, yep. you know? Yeah. Yes. When 
the the I had such a good time going to bars and going to clubs here in New York after the election because almost every other DJ would get on the mic with a, a sick beat and be like, "Fuck Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump," and everybody would be jumping up and down to that because it was such it was such the 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 chant of New Yorkers, the chant of and you, you know, enjoyed you enjoyed this. Oh, it's just revelry. It's just idiotic. I didn't, and I wasn't even exactly fully politically red pilled as I am now. But it was, I just, I was, I was the one at the at the election party where everyone had their floors on the ground and crying. I was the only one drinking and laughing my butt off because just once like, again, um, I am an informed apolitical person. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle in that SNL skit. Did you watch yeah. that one? God, this is the most shameful thing America has ever done. <laughs> that was During great election that was yeah, great right. that yeah, was yeah. pretty much i was pretty much with my with my brothers in spirit uh yeah. but yeah it's uh it is it is a huge blind spot of his for Maurer, and it's it's unfortunate but uh but yeah it's uh, like we conveniently forget that hillary did the same thing it's like yes. yeah it's exactly. she she would have had her own january 6th if she could have oh for sure for sure like if all, if all her fans weren't so busy crying and whining about it, like oh, on the, but the thing is, is like with that one, they cried Russia, Russia, Russia for four years. Yeah, cost to have the taxpayers yeah. how many millions of dollars in all of this investigation? Yeah, they said Russian prostitutes peed on him. Like, what kind of all this kind of bullshit? Yeah, show some goddamn proof of yeah. something. After yeah. four years of all this money wasted, all this they got nothing on the guy. Yeah, right. And you and I talked about it before in the Sam Harris, our Sam Harris episode. Tell us what Trump did in office that was so illegal and batshit crazy yeah. and power hungry and Hitler esque. Tell me, I want to know what those things were. Yeah, I'm still, you know, it's all just hearsay conjecture. They heard young- it on they heard it on CNN. So Trump is Hitler. Oh, okay, therefore he's Hitler. You know, it's like the former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. There are a lot of young yeah. people, there are a lot of young people running around head with like headless chickens who don't remember the Clinton administration. Bill Clinton deny, deny, deny. You know, like that was... Monica Lewinsky, now she's a Twitter Twitter starlet. Like they don't know the drama and the the everyone, both on the left and the right, in the middle and white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Everyone lost our collective heads. Like okay, we understand that po- politicians can be a little sleazy, a little scumbaggy, but to like lie and to have all this like special investigation and hearings and perjury. It was crazy just for like, okay, let the president get a little on the side, you know? But uh, but here we are. History repeats itself, unfortunately. So I feel like uh, this is great because uh, you and I are doing this. Uh, Bill Maher, unfortunately, he could be doing a better job, but I still like him. I still respect him. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I, I hate what I like. I leave what I don't. Absolutely. We need to be intellectuals. We all need to be intellectuals. We all need to study. We all need to keep our uh, mental 
uh, 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 observation and insights sharp. We're sharpening each other here. And uh, we all need to be historians. We all need to understand what's happened because it's going to happen again. It's happening right now and it will happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And I got like, he got into it a little bit with Rob Schneider on a different episode. Mm-hmm. And they were talking. And like, people need to know this. Like, I like Rob Schneider and everything, but people need to know this. Well, like, when mm-hmm. I say it and you say it, but also when Aaron Rodgers said it and Rob Schneider says it, they're like, look, I'm not a conservative. Yeah. I don't want to be on Fox News. Yeah. I'm, and they even both said, like, they don't like Trump. They're not, they, yeah. Rob Schneider, I don't know, he might have voted for Trump, but he's not a Trump supporter. He said yeah. it flat out. And I'm like, yeah. but. They were still like Rob and, and Bill Maher arguing a little bit about the election. Yeah. And and Rob did a few like he kind of did a poor job. I would have done a better job. But I would have just been like, look, let's sit down, Bill. Let's let's sit down and watch uh, the what is it the 50 Mules documentary, you know, that Dinesh D'Souza did. You heard about that one? No, I don't know this. Oh, really? Uh, so Dinesh D'Souza. I know whatever him. you yeah, think whatever yeah. you will of that guy. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I uh, a little quirky, a little, a little out quirky, there. a little bit like he's yeah, he's kind of hokey with his cinematic reenactments yeah. and all. It's kind of what, but yeah. I did watch that Fifty Mules documentary, and I'm like, <laughs> there were documented things that are just shady as fuck. Interesting. And it's like, why are these people showing up at these vote drop off locations? Same people dropping ah. off votes and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, and I'm like. Crowder covered the hell out of this. Yeah. They literally went to addresses yeah. that were registered to vote and there were parking lots like in yeah. Michigan and all these places. Like, thing, I'm, like, if you go digging and then there's like dead people voting. And that's nothing on, new. That's nothing new. Like vote voter fraud has been around ever since yeah. voting was invented. You know, yeah. and not yeah. by voting was not invented by America. Right. Sorry. But right. democracy was not invented by America. So voting, voter fraud has been around for so long, you know, like right. from fucking Ellis Island. And they, you signed up to be whatever, a soldier, whatever. You get your, you know, you get your right to vote and just make you vote and ship you off to the Civil War. You know, it's something crazy like that. You know, like these people don't even understand or read English. They can't read any language for that matter. Right. You know, and now you don't even need an ID card to vote. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Oh, just just phone it in or mail it in. Like that's the and that's the whole thing about take take this. Take this, you fucking liptards. Like the whole thing about no voter ID is like the whole like and then I saw this a a a brilliant YouTube interview hit the streets much better than us hit the streets and started asking a lot of white people young white people about uh oh, yeah. why voter why why ID is a bad thing why ID requirement is such a bad thing when it comes to voting and everyone said and it's horrific I I lost my mind Everyone, all these smart-looking white people said it's because black people have a hard time getting IDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have such a hard time getting IDs. The it's, soft bigotry of low expectations. It's inherent racism. Yeah. It's 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 right there for the picking, you know. Yeah. And it only helps the Democrat Party to to have to have that in place so that you get all this just made-up nonsense. Just parking lots of voting for the left. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. perfect. That's great. And that's the thing. Like, I'm like, look, you know, I was, I made a lot of mistakes in 2020 personally, 
which mm-hmm. I've talked about on the show before, which is my mistake was I got too involved. Ah. My mistake was I should have been like, nah, nah, fuck this. Both you motherfuckers are crazy. Fuck all of this. I should have tuned out, not paid attention to one goddamn thing in 2020. I should have just, yeah. I should have been with Tate partying in Sweden with, yeah. with, with hot Swedes, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I got too caught up in all this shit and already yeah. looking for, I'm telling you right now, mark my words, 2024, mm-hmm. especially if Trump is running, mm-hmm. total shitstorm. Yeah. Total shitstorm. They're going to bring back, it's going to be like COVID 23. Yeah. And it's going to be like monkeypox, the sequel. It's going to be BLM. Like yeah. even BLM is such a fraud. They've, they've all been discovered now. All yeah. the millions have yeah. gone. Like the, the founders with their rich mansions. BLM, by large mansions. You yeah. know, it's like it's total <laughs> fraud. Somehow they're going to revive from the dead. It's all going to converge again in 2024 if Trump is running, especially. Yeah. And I'm like, I've learned my lesson from 2020. I don't want to be a part of it at all. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Peace. God bless. Yeah. This country, all of y'all can go fuck yourselves. I'm getting the hell yeah. out of here. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll come back. Maybe, I don't know, maybe by then I'll figure out where else in the world I want to live. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, but, but yeah, back to the point to wrap this up. Like, it's just, look, I'm not going to make the claim that it was stolen. But I'm just saying, like, there is enough reasonable doubt there that if you look. Hmm. And the fact that he even made the metaphor with sports. I'm like, come on, man. You think every team loses, the ref makes a bad call, gives the game to the other, and all the fans are like, well, we lost. Let's man up and just accept our loss and go, fuck no, man. Come and on. that's the thing That's the thing that a lot of people, especially you know, on the left, on the extreme left, they, they say things like, just man up and who hurt you. Yeah. You know, these kind of usual sayings to, to bring it's down just, men. It's just and, dismissive. Like. But they don't they don't see their own pettiness and sometimes pettiness and righteousness is indistinguishable it just depends on which side you're on you know like one side you'll be like you're a savior amazing you know you're making america great again you know you're you're uh you're dark brandon or the other side you're just you're completely just weak sauce you're just like such a child so So yeah, it's it's like I thought it was mar- interesting that the term "covidiots" was trending on Twitter in 2020, mm-hmm. and I went into it like, "Oh, they're finally making fun of these people wearing masks." No, they were <laughs> the referring, yeah, exactly what you're saying. They were referring to Trump supporters as covidiots because yeah. they weren't masking up. And I'm yeah. like, "Go fuck yourself." You know what? Everybody's fucking covidiots. Like, yeah. just fuck all, fuck all. This is what I'm saying. Like, but anyway, yeah, yeah keep keep going. No, 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 that's brilliant because it's like I. I liked how like Mar is was is uh, cherry picking is cherry picking. Okay, you know what? When it comes yeah. to abortion, he's gonna be soft. He's gonna be nice. Yeah. He's gonna be. Uh, amicable. He can understand their perspective as yeah. pro-life conservatives. Yeah. Then why can't you look at all yeah. of the election tampering evidence yeah. here and there and yeah. at least say, Yeah, oh, there's something fucked up going on. Yeah, there could be and something it, fucked up going re- on. Use his same logic to relate yeah. to these people like yeah. this on it. Instead, he's yeah. like. No, nah, Trump, they're yeah. all, yeah. you lost, man up. Yeah. It's those lack of consistency with him. It's his hypocrisy. That's what bothers me. What is your, so I want to encourage everyone listening to, first of all, give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, but also, 
no, take, check out Club Random with Bill Maher. Listen to this episode with Aaron Rodgers. Even if you're not a fan of either people, I think it's great. Um, wh- Jay, what's your thought on Aaron Rodgers? Are you, were you familiar with him before? What do you think about him in this particular interview? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I follow football for many years. So I, I, know, I know him as a football player. Mm-hmm. But um, I first saw him speak out. It was a different interview he did on some dudes, mm-hmm. maybe a former football player. You know, this was probably back in 2021 or something. And that was when the whole thing came out that he was like anti-vax or all this shit. And he was defending himself. That's when I first heard him talk. And I was kind of like, okay, cool. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm obviously like on his team about that. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, like it it, it it kind of annoyed me to listen to him for a long time though, because he's, I don't, it's a thing. Like I cuss, you cuss, like I don't care. I don't have a problem with cussing. But what I have fucking have a problem with is when guys are fucking like talking like, yeah, you know, everything's fucking this and fucking that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like fucking Aaron Rodgers and fucking Bill Maher and like, yeah, fucking, yeah. fucking, he, I, he literally said fucking at least like uh, at least a hundred times in that. Fucking good gift. Fucking nuts. Too fucking sure. I'm fucking back. You got to fucking, so just fucking admit when you're wrong. And I'm like, where was this? I, it's a pet peeve of mine. But when, what? In, in, no, when he was when he was on Bill Maher and Club really Rainer. that that yeah, didn't sta- like, that didn't stand out to me really that's interesting. No, I, it was like every time he said it, it's like fingernails on a. But it's again, maybe it's a pet peeve of mine. Like okay, I just don't like you, it's, good it's, Christian boy. There's yeah, still a good you know, boy in you. but it's like it's it's to me. <laughs> I don't have a problem with cussing. It's just this is like a pet peeve of mine. It's kind of like tattoos with girls. I don't. If a girl, cusses yeah. If a little, you do anything repeated, repeatedly and meaninglessly, yeah, that's what it is. Like yeah. it's like if a girl has a little cute butterfly on her on her ankle, or I'm like, that's cute, that's cool, whatever. If she's got a sleeve of tats and this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, like what? You're just yeah. like trash. Yeah, you know. But it's the same thing with his cussing. He's fu- he's fucking this, fucking that, fucking that, no. fucking this, fucking this. I'm like, dude, that's just, interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> that it just kind of annoyed me, but. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of his overall message, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like he's, he's very chill, very mellow. Um, there's some other things that they said that we're not going to really get into yeah. in great, greater depth, but overall, yeah, like I liked his, I liked his vibe. I liked his, uh, the message, I, I, like we talked about before in this podcast, like I'll go with the message. I will put aside my, him as the messenger and all the fucking this, fucking that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's more or less my take. What about you? I like him a lot. I like Aaron Rodgers. I liked him on the Rogan podcast. He got a little bit more deeper, more detailed, and more scientific about his situation and how he's immunized, not vaccinated, and his whole struggle with the team and the league and the media. So that's a, that's an interesting narrative um, and an interesting, very fascinating, very difficult experience he had to go through. Um, but overall, but with this with this interview with Mar is what what really showed me is like because I have this notion of like I have this idea of like um like it, it, imagery is so powerful. I saw this picture a photo of what seemed to be like someone in the forties or the fifties, just this white guy, just this you know high cheekbone, somewhat fit, somewhat slim, you know, obviously in good shape, college student in like some dormitory of like a Ivy League school reading a book and something the caption was something to the extent of being a, a, a an athlete scholar or scholar athlete 
And I, I expanded that imagery and that symbolism of this uh, really like an alpha male, really, a young alpha male. Um, but I expanded that imagery and that symbolism to, you know, I think all men should become uh, warrior intellectuals, um, independent warrior intellectuals, having a little sense of independent, don't give a fuckness. Yeah. Intellectual mean keeping your mind sharp and being a warrior, being an athlete in our own right to to be you know physically fit and 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 sharp sharp enough strong enough to to handle things um and that's that's what i see in Aaron Rodgers. he's extremely well spoken but he also he doesn't ever overdo it um he was i love that you know mars just going on about all, a lot of these issues and rogers is just like okay yeah keep going keep going yeah i'm here as your friend you know, like I, I, I'm a fan of yours. He's yeah. a little bit fanboying, but it's yeah, also they we're both fanboys of each other. Yeah, but yeah, but fine, Rogers, you know, Rogers is great in the sense their game. Yeah, Rogers is great in the sense that he's just enjoying the moment, one hundred percent. Yeah, and he's just like because, like, so many times, you know, I do this. You know, a lot of uh, podcast people, interview people, they just can't wait to get get there a point across <laughs> you know there's nothing that from rogers he has so much uh patience he's just so in the moment he's just enjoying the moment you know he'll get to say his two cents or not he doesn't care yeah. he doesn't care yeah, i mean o- overall bill maher he's the talker so yeah he said yeah. most of the things yeah and and rogers would just kind of chime in and just give one line and be like yeah you know <laughs> Fucking this, fucking it's, that. It's, it's fucking your own health. It's your yeah. own body. Your your body. Your your yeah. fucking choice. You know. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. All right. So uh, we could go on for a, a bit and a bit and a bit and a bit, but I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll call. It, maybe we'll. I, it's interesting. Like I said, that this is the first time we're talking about Bill Maher. I have a feeling we'll probably cover Bill Maher more in the future. So, so, so for for our uh, newcoming uh, friends, for the new adults in the room. That's one more addition to our staple, which is our staple is what? Like abortion, gun. <laughs> yeah, we started with jo- Jordan Peterson, abortion, Jordan Peterson, abortion, gun rights. What else? And then we graduated to Andrew Matt Tate, Walsh. Matt Walsh, <laughs> Andrew Tate in a big way. Yeah, Andrew Tate, Matt Walsh. And I now Bill Mars. Yeah, he's adding into the mix. So Yeah. And then for me, I love to troll Jay about Dave Rubin. That's about it. <laughs> I don't think Dave Rubin, in, our, in terms of our content, I don't think it'll ever go beyond us just like trolling a little bit. Um, it's funny because like I, I, I do like him and I would like to meet him. And I someday. do. There was a time yeah. where I really appreciated the, the yeah. format and, and definitely a lot Bill Maher. I, I always had a, a soft spot for Bill Maher because of the guests, the variety of guests he had. Mm-hmm. And the platform he would give to everyone, yeah. no matter how like stupid or weird or out there or just like, and he would have the most diverse panel yeah. on a regular I, basis. Yeah, I always so, enjoyed watching Real yeah, Time with Bill Maher because yeah. it's always an he interesting. Had, he had that one. You know? He had that moment with Sam Harris and Ben Affleck going yep. at each other, which yep. is amazing. He had Colleen Noir. The uh, the black YouTuber that always talks about guns after shootings and also just just a gun enthusiast, uh, brilliant guy, great guy, great. He's he's been on Rogan multiple times, um, so and he's he's had on 
like people that you would know, you know, just comedians yeah. and actors and and politicians. He's had one uh, a straight up a CIA spy, which was great, really interesting. Um, so yeah, props to Bill Maher. Uh, overall, great uh, platform. I have to say, a great, a great intellectual actually. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. little Maybe little loopholes, yeah. but not not perfect. No one's perfect, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has my respect. Hey, yeah, 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 and he's funny. It's a funny he is. guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just those couple blind spots. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think yeah. we'll probably continue in the same vein, like with Matt yeah. Walsh, like you know, liking ninety five percent, and then yeah. like eh, he kind of goes over a little bit over here. Yeah. I, I I don't know about sucking Bill Maher's dick, but I I might make out with him. That's that's all I'll do. Yeah. You know, one other guy that I think eventually we'll get around to, to discussing. Yeah. You and I actually, we have talked about doing like a whole round table of like, let's evaluate all the talking heads and do. So we might do that. But one guy's, uh, he hasn't come up yet really mm-hmm. in much of our discussions at all is Ben Shapiro. So I think at some point, maybe if something yeah. happens in yeah. the news that particular week, we might end up talking about him in the future. So Yeah. And we got to say he has a wife that's a doctor. Who does? Bill ben Mar? Shapiro. You don't know no. this as an ongoing meme. Ben Shapiro. Well, last thing. Um, ben Shapiro is like always like off the cuff mentioning that his wife his wife is a doctor. Uh-huh. He's like this. I like what I call identity bias. It's a bias of like because I am this, therefore I know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So Ben Shapiro's identity bias is uh, because his wife's a doctor. He knows uh-huh. a little bit about medical science. Okay. <laughs> Good My wife's know. a doctor. <laughs> All right. There you go. That makes you that makes you legit. There you go. All right. Well, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star review. And if you happen to use social media, come find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those sorts of places at. F-M-A-O show. And remember, don't be immature. Be the adult in the room. Subscribe for more.